Hello, everybody. You're listening to Wave of the Planet with your boy, DJ Big Bopper. And your girl, DJ Shard Dangerous. It is Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> hey, whatever. Uh, you got any music for us today? Uh, I do. You go first. Okay, I'm going to go first. Uh, my song of the day is going to be Unravel by Jonathan Young. He does covers of a lot of different songs. He does a cover of a lot of different Disney songs. So I'm sure um, there's some some version of a uh, Disney song that you will enjoy. So check him out, Jonathan Young. He's great voice, and I mean he can go through all kinds of different spectrums of music that he uh, when he sings, and it's phenomenal. And you should definitely check him out. So mine is um, it's so hard for me every week because I listen to so much music. Um, I literally will go to my Spotify right and hit shuffle on a playlist. <laughs> um, so the one that I, and then I'll like, if I land on it, I'm like, mm, yeah, this will do. Or I'm like, eh, no. Um, mine is Elevate by St. Lucia. Okay. Um, I think you'd like it. It's got a really good vibe. It's got a really good beat to it. And it just, like I said, it's one of those songs that like, I like to have my windows down and just like, you know, rolling down the street. So it's my song of the day. Heck yeah. What happened this week, Bob? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about, I mean, we got two different things going on with two different fathers. Um, the first one is going to be with Michael Jackson's father. Yeah, Joe Jackson just passed away. How do you feel? Um, well, he passed away with cancer, which was, I feel, is a pretty terrible way to go. Yeah, and, it, it um, is for sure. And I mean, he's been around for a while. He was um, Michael Jackson's talent agent. He, he's done a lot of work in his life, and I mean, it's just sad to s- that his son had to go before him. I don't think... He- yeah, um, also, oh, this is so hard to, like, talk about and not necessarily, like, remain neutral, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Because Joe Jackson wasn't the nicest guy. No. Um, he, you know, he was a, a manager to his... Um, kids mm-hmm. um but he you know was wasn't the nicest guy he made him money um but at the end of the day i think that uh his relationship uh with his children suffered a lot and mm-hmm. so um he was 89 years old uh he just passed away this morning so we're b- breaking the news there was no or they had a lot of reports against him on emotional and physical abuse yep. from the children mm-hmm. and um he also admitted to oprah winfrey that he that his he hit his children with a strap and had no regrets over doing it. Yeah. And but he said it kept them out of jail. Yeah. And it kept them right. Um, I think he had the attitude that a, a lot of uh, older, I'll say African American parents have that you know we're gonna do what we can to make sure our kids turn out right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he saw an opportunity in his kids um, where they could be successful and he made it happen. Um, so with that, you know, mm-hmm. he kept them out of trouble. Um, he, you know, got him on a path to where they would be successful. But I think that in that he kind of neglected, per se, I guess, his relationship with his kids. I know, you know, towards the end, they didn't really have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the end of the Jackson 5, per se, you know, they felt a lot of pressure. Um, and so he did just pass away with pancreatic cancer was... Um, so, you know, like we said, so there's a lot of, a lot of them are reporting a lot of the news sites. Um, one site that I do like online, um, is the onion. 
I guess it's for comic relief. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff going on it's in the world. It's a satirical so, news Yeah, source. it's completely satirical, but I think it's hilarious when people like see like their stories and retweet them and they're like, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, it's not real. But one of the Onion, they came out 15 minutes ago and said, heavenly sources confirm that Joe Jackson's already screaming at Michael. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so they're trying to make light of it. Um, it is very uh, serious and, you know, sad of his passing. He was 89, so rest in peace. And then... Um, we had some other dad news, though, huh? Yeah, we do have other dad news because there was Nellie's father. We were talking about a little bit about that um, falling out with your parents. Um, so his Nellie's dad went to Ashanti's concert. And if you don't know, Ashanti is Nellie's ex-girlfriend of 10 years. Well, see, I didn't know. I don't know. how I'm so naive. I didn't know that Nellie and Ashanti dated, right? But I knew who they were separately, of course. Mm-hmm. And I knew they had music together. Um, and I loved them together. But I didn't know that they were together together. Mm-hmm. So well, that was a shock to me. Well, they had been, uh, they'd been together for about 10 years. when they, they split up in March of 2015. Oh, wow been together for a while and um i guess his father went to a shanti concert uh took a picture with her and posted it online and he did not like that and he said um one of his tweets he goes the word father is a strong word something i never knew anything about as a child because mine never did what he had to do only what he wanted and he goes i hope it was worth it pops i'm done with you no more money from me. Let them pay your bills. Oh, wow. So he literally just, um, mm-hmm. he, he literally like, dad, you had to choose sides and he chose the wrong one. So I'm trying to figure out, like, pay your bills. He's trying to say, Ashanti pay for it? Yeah, I think so. I think he's trying to say, like, uh, that Ashanti should pay his bills now because... Evidently, mm-hmm. he was taking care of his dad and paying all the bills and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, that's just shady. But then again, maybe they had, like, a really bad breakup. Um, I guess it was really uh, – Ashanti said uh, that she's been betrayed. So maybe um, maybe they, you know, had a really bad breakup and mm-hmm. Nelly was like – well, you know, he can't choose sides anymore, and he started choosing sides, so um, maybe that's it. Well, one, I don't know why his father was there in the first place, and then two, I don't know why it would be such a huge deal for him to go out on that and just try to, like, well, I mean, he his father wasn't there when he was a kid, so, and I guess he tried to reconcile now that he had like money and whatnot so i guess he pays for a lot of his dad's stuff so i guess yeah, he's which, just like part of that well that's and that's common like for you know successful mm-hmm. um just successful people in general you know they take care of their parents and stuff like that maybe it just hit him the wrong way when he found out um i feel like nelly also didn't think that his father was much of a father when he was growing up so Nelly, yeah, him and his dad didn't have that very good of a relationship in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'd read about that, uh, what he tweeted. He also posted on Instagram and he said, you know, just because it's your DNA, don't make you a father. Mine never saw me play sports, never taught me anything, never saw me graduate. And I still took care of him for almost 20 years. He never took care of me for half that. Until this day, he still does whatever he wants to do, though. 
I pay his bills. Well, used to. That's over as of tonight. And then he also, um, he tweeted again about his mom. And he said, you don't see my mama. Should have known she would have hold it down. She always had a job, came to my game, saw her son graduate, saw me score my first touchdown, bought me my first pair of J's, wiped my tears away when I lost the big game and taught me how to play sports. Mama's boy. And so uh, he posted that on Instagram and said, shout out to all the mamas that had to be fathers for their kids. Uh, to my mama who taught me how to catch and play ball, took me to my game, borrowed money to buy me cleats and stood up and cheered when I walked the stage. I love you, mama. Get it now. Totally. So or I get it now. Totally. So I guess I guess he did. Ashanti, like when she talked about her and Nelly's breakup, she said that she felt betrayed. So I guess now this is him feeling betrayed. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, how I see it, a lot of it is just like his dad was never there for him. Um, it was always his mom. And he just has a lot of this emotions towards it but he, he tried to like fix things you know he tried to get his dad back in his life he tried to reconcile with him and it, i guess it's just a lot um eh, I, I wouldn't i don't know if i would consider it like overreacting because yeah. I mean, it's just a it is just a concert but i i understand based on how he was raised like his father was never there and he was just like man why one time why can't you yeah you know? i think it's like you know Depending on, like, I feel like him and Ashanti, like, when they came out about their breakup, like, there wasn't much that was said. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, after their breakup, like, not much was said, but it was just, like, you know, um, betrayal. So, I feel like they had kind of, like, a split, like, mm-hmm. and not, like, a resentment with each other, but, like, you know, like, they don't talk anymore. They're They're mm-hmm. done. They're splitting off. And so, I feel like, you know, his dad going to her concert like it's not even just the fact that he went to her concert he went to her concert and then he like took pictures with her and like mm-hmm. publicized it and stuff like that he definitely didn't tell nelly beforehand because if he would have told him nelly would have been like mm, i don't know how i feel about this but he publicized and then nelly found out through social media and then this this is what nelly did he reacted and not responded so that's I, how i feel about it i agree i think he i mean i think what well, I don't really know the whole situation, but I think he'll overact a little bit. I mean, there obviously is a lot from the past that maybe this was just the final straw for him and he just kind of freaked out, so. Yeah, but I mean, hey, you know, um, I hope that they can work it out. Maybe he's not paying his bills anymore, but, you know, I hope that he can uh, mm-hmm. still, you know, keep a relationship with his dad, especially, you know, with the, the passings today. Mm-hmm. I hope, you know, they still maintain a good relationship. So I actually ended up going out to Fort Worth last night. I went to this little barbecue place called Rowhead Smokehouse Barbecue, mm-hmm. where they always, they, like, I think almost every day they have, like, a little live artist, live performance going on there. Well, I ended up watching um, Brandon Ryder and Chance Ray last night, and it was actually um, not the best performance I've ever seen. Like, I've, I've heard some of his music on the albums, on the radio, and it sounds really good. The act before him, which I, I don't remember their name, the act before him was pretty good. I was eating my barbecue, and it was a pretty good um, act that they had. And then the, then he came out, and it sounded really bad live. And I don't know about you, but when I when I watch a concert, like definitely with artists and everything, I don't care how good you sound in the studio. Mm-hmm. If you don't sound good live, I just don't think you're that great of a musician. Okay, see, that's the thing. Um, yeah, 
Last week I talked about the AJ concert that I went to and how it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to because live it was so hype. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's completely important. And I feel like nowadays especially we have people who are like lip syncing their music and then um, using auto-tune, which is fine. If that's your brand, that's your brand. But like if you can't make a live performance feel as good to someone as it feels like when you're jamming out in your car, then what's the point? Exactly. It was just like... um I mean, like I said, I enjoy his music. I listen on the radio. I like it. But when it came to life, I was just thoroughly disappointed. And I've only ever been to one other concert. Typically, you don't really see that with rock and uh, country artists. You don't really see them um, not performing very well live. I mean, there are several. Like, if you ever um, played Guitar Hero, so you'll know what Through the Fire and Flames is. Um, Yeah. (laughs) If you've ever, they cannot play that song live. That's 70% studio. Yeah. Like, I've seen videos of that live, and it just sounds terrible. And I think me and Lance were talking a couple days ago about, like, how some music is completely overproduced. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're... I know, like, a lot of artists have the mindset of they want to record this music because they want Mm -hmm. it to get streamed and this and that. But I think that your end goal should be a concert, like, or a festival or something that you're going to go and perform this music on. And if you're not in the studio consciously thinking, like, okay, this song sounds good but how is it going to sound when I'm on a stage performing it? And I feel like rap you don't have that much of a problem with because you've got the instrumental tracks, Mm -hmm. so you're fine there. But, yeah, with, like, rock and country, you have to – I feel like you have to consciously think about that. Well, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, yes, or you said overproducing. They overproduce it, and it's to the point it was like, how how could we recreate this live? It's just not really possible. I mean, like you said, some rappers, it's mostly instrumental in the background, but, I mean – if they're huge auto tune or they do a lot of voice manipulation in a lot of their songs in yeah. studio, I, I, it's very hard to recreate that. You can live. get an auto tune mic, but other than that, like it may it's, not sound the same. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are those rap shows that aren't as good as like listening. Mm-hmm. I feel like my like my, in my mind, I'm always like, if I listen to a song, I'm like, this is a good song. This is a really cool song. I want to hear this in concert, mm-hmm. and I want it to sound better. You know, I feel like. Hearing live music should be better than hearing it recorded. I agree because well, not only um, not only there, you're there in the moment, you're watching them play. You get to see this, you get to connect with them while they play. One of my favorite bands of all times, Def Leppard, and I saw them live with um, Kiss. They opened for Kiss, and I've seen them live four times now. I'm probably going to see Journey and uh, Def Leppard. Probably going to be on my list to see. I've already seen Journey live; they're phenomenal as well. Um, and I was really psyched for Kiss because I've never seen Kiss. Yeah. I've heard great things about Kiss. I mean, you mm-hmm. grow up like they're a um, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're all this like they're a showman. So I was really excited to go there. And Def Leppard sounded phenomenal. They sound studio quality. Every time I've seen them, sound, sounded so close to studio quality live. It is amazing. They're great artists. They can recreate that craft in the studio as they do out live and it's awesome and then kiss came along kiss while the show was really cool mm-hmm. they didn't sound good at all you don't think so no. do you think it's because of how i don't want to say age but like you know how fresh the music was back then when it mm-hmm. first came out versus now going with age def leppard's almost the same age true, true. and then their drummer only has one arm and he still <laughs> makes it happen <laughs> i mean i wouldn't really i think from what I'd seen when I'd watched them, they put, like I said, 
they are showmen. Mm-hmm. The show was great. Okay, it gotcha, was a gotcha. great show. They just didn't sound good. Okay, I get that. They put. I feel like they put a lot of their effort into just visuals, and I mean, um, Star Child got up on top of the Woodlands Pavilion and then ziplined down, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, and he's playing the entire time. I was like, "That's difficult to do all these things mm-hmm. and still sound good live." That's why a lot of um, a lot of like hip hop pop stars, they're running around dancing and doing all kinds of stuff with the yeah. mic. They're probably going to be lip syncing. Yeah, they're either lip syncing or have a backtrack to where if they're you know not singing, or, it's or if you see a lot of these bands, they go out um, like for the Super Bowl, like these older oh, bands, yeah. they'll go out there. And they'll be dancing around and they'll be too out of breath to even sing. <laughs> it's just like. Okay, so question. When you're at a concert, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a good show or a good sound? Sound. Sound. Period. Period. I mean, I don't care. You could have nothing up on that stage. You could not be running around. You could just be just singing and playing. but Sitting not... there on a stool. Yeah. You like... could... And I would. Dude, if it sounds great, that is it for me. 100% I'm the same because I feel. Well, I, you know, obviously if you can get both. Yeah, obviously. That's... Obviously, no. I would prefer them being active, yeah. but if I had to choose between sounding good and looking good, I would go sound good because I paid this money to hear them live. Exactly. You paid this money for an experience, and while watching this show is a great experience, I mean, I feel like if I am at a concert, I want to be able to close my eyes and, like, you know, hear, like, close my eyes, be there in the moment, and, like, feel everything going on and hear it and just, like, be okay with that and like if it's a good show that's understandable like okay cool it's a good show mm-hmm. but i want a good show and good music and if i have to choose between the two i want good music mm-hmm. you know like exactly. that's the same reason why like while you're cleaning right mm-hmm. sometimes or most of the time i'll put on spotify versus like watch a show or something because number one i'm gonna be listening to music versus watching something right you know how i feel like as an artist you should i mean I understand that there's studio things. Like you, and when you're in studio, you want everything to sound perfect. Yeah, and, and it's I a get lot that. clearer and stuff like that. But and, and I mean, I hundred, I hundred percent, I understand that. But don't overproduce it to where you can never reproduce it. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Because the thing is, like consciously, you know that every time you're in the studio making a new song, you're gonna have to recreate that song in a live format. Mm-hmm. Whether you are gonna do it acoustic or not, you know. So. Yeah, well, the thing is, well, even and if you've noticed with a lot of rock bands, they actually do end up going back and do acoustic covers of a lot of their yeah. different songs. But when when I get psyched to hear you know, one of my favorite bands is coming in town or a good band's coming in town, I really want to go listen to their music and I get really psyched and I end up going there and they can't reproduce most of what is on that. And they can only do so much, like they can't... Um, Let's say they have seven instruments in the background going mm-hmm. on in that song, but they only have like three out there. Yeah. And they're missing those elements and they can't make that everything sound right. And it's just. So when that happens, because I know I, I know what I would prefer, but what would you prefer them to do? Like if they can't recreate the whole sound, would you rather them half butt it <laughs> or would you rather them do it acoustic? Because I would much rather prefer acoustic. See, at that point. Yes, acoustic would definitely be better. Um, you know, do an unplugged version of it. Yeah. 
or just not do that song and do go on to another one that they can do. And see, I think that's a lot of the problem too is like the most famous songs off of certain albums are so like overproduced and stuff like that. And then if they don't get performed live, people are like, why didn't you perform mm-hmm. this? And you're like, well, you, they can't recreate that experience live anymore. See, and like I said, I when I, I've seen Dragon Force and they did not play Through the Fire and Flames because they tried it. Uh, they were doing that tour and they tried it earlier in the tour and it just they can't do it because yeah. 70% of that sound is from the studio, studio. Yep. the only way they'd be able to do it is that they put the track behind it and then it just that just takes away from the magic and the yeah. beauty of the song so then it's uh, not you know live anymore exactly and then it's just as an audiophile that's how I see the production I see the production value of it but I want to be able to see it live I want to be able to feel this I want to be able to hear all these sounds. Like when I saw Buckethead live, he creates some of the craziest sounds with his guitar, but he does it. Yeah. It's him live. It sounded phenomenal. It was amazing. Well, when I went to that AJR concert, I was like, this is like pop synth stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, how are they going to do that live? He had the keypad right Mm -hmm. there and he was doing it. And even though that's like you know stuff that obviously they recreated in the that they did in the studio he was able to recreate that live for an experience and then it 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 made a part of the experience and that was a show that was a show but the sound was amazing as well and i think that's why that was such a great show see a lot of those they use the um the midi keypads the launch pads or synthesizers to make a lot of those beats and it's really it's really cool to see them do that live and i think it makes it sound really good but that is something that's really easy to recreate um that is easy to recreate live because you can still have all those sounds. Yeah, because I really thought, honestly, they were just going to have, you know, that as a backing track mm. and then just be performing live. But they did it. They created it. And um, it was it was amazing. Yeah, I get what you were saying, though, about live concerts. Like, I, you know, that's my end goal. If I hear, you know, a song from an album, I want to hear it live. Mm-hmm. And then so speaking of live music, we got Posty Fest coming up in uh, September. We did uh, talk about a couple rappers that we thought we were going to see there. A couple mm-hmm. of them were on the Double XL list, and the Double XL freshman class came out not too long ago. I think we touched on it last week. Next week we'll go super uh, into depth about it because um, that's I think that's when the cipher will come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did, uh, you know, look at the list. We heard some of the freestyles. <laughs> some yeah, of them, just, some of them just weren't really what. Um I thought they were going to be, but I'll wait to the ciphers. I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait to the cipher. Wait till that come out and you make my final opinion. Yeah, I'll, I'll judge them then. Um, but so me and Bob have decided to make our top double XL list of rappers. Mine's pretty current. I would say it's the rappers from like the last like five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like our top five, um, mine are going to be based lyrically. All of the guys on this list are lyrical geniuses. Hate it or love it. You can hate my picks. You can love my picks, but whatever. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Why not? Are you going to go from one to five or five to one? Uh, I'm just going to do... Um, I can't really put them in... These, oh, are, I have just my, these are just my top five. All right. I can't really... All right, mine are ranked. Remember, these go all the way back from 2007 to 2018. So we got 11 yes. years of artists to go through. Yeah. Um, I'll say... Actually, you know what? I probably will say he's my number one just because I enjoy his music. He's a great performer. He's a great comedian. He just... I've never not been pleased with whatever he does, and that would I be, already know who you're talking about, and, and that, I've never seen him live, but I want to. And that would be my my boy Lil Dicky would be probably my top pick. The uh, independent variable. <laughs> I just I love his music. He's hilarious. His shows are hilarious. He's just a great 
personality, and he, I just think he's my number one. But going off of that, um, I also have Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Denzel Curry, because he, he's ultimate. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, we listened to his freestyle a couple days ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's good. And then we got um, Machine Gun Kelly. Brick Squad. <laughs> and J. Cole. Of course, of course, of That course. would be my top five. Yeah. And none... They're not in order. They're just not top five, except for Lil Dicky's number one. Okay, we share we share three of the same. Mine are ranked. I had to rank them because if I didn't rank them, y'all wouldn't take me seriously. So my number one is J Cole, and like I said, these are this is lyrically. Mm-hmm. So lyrically, I feel like he is. I don't want to say the best, but he's amazing. What he does with his lyrics and the way you know that he turns them into a story, I love that. And then my number two is Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, I mean, he's Kendrick Lamar, like, for real. He, it, the same thing. His lyrics just, they they take you into a story. Um, my number three is Chance the Rapper. I love Chance the Rapper. Um, he has been making music for longer than a lot of people know. But I love, um, I love listening to his stuff. I love his transitions, how he can go from the different, just different types of music that he can mm-hmm. make, you know, and the different feelings you can elicit from him. And then... Um, LD. I got Lil Dicky on mine. Yep. Lil Dicky is, it's funny because um, he started rapping and he, he, he just like thought he would never be taken seriously. And I feel like his music still isn't taken t- that seriously. But if you listen to his freestyles, he's so good. He's so good. Like the way that his brain must think so fast, like the way that he connects things and the way that he tells stories and his music videos are so funny. And like his music is so funny. A lot. Oh, see a lot of his songs. Cause he has, to, he has, he was a comedian. He wanted yeah. to be a comedian before he ever even thought about being a rapper. Yeah. And I think a lot of his songs, he has like his funny ones and then yeah. he has like really serious ones yeah. that really like make you think. And I'll think one of his, like, the biggest one to me that you would kind of tell him that he put a lot of his emotions, like tell him how he felt, his struggle, like how he got to where he is from what he wanted to be and how he never expected to ever be in the rap game. And that would be his um, Russell Whisperick on a farm by Lil Dicky. And it tells everything. And it just compares like how um, Russell Whisperick, how he came to where he is from farming. Yeah. And that how Lil Dicky came to, making raps from being a comedian and it gives you everything and there's so much emotion and that is one of my favorite songs by him because it's just so raw yeah and emotional and it's just oh we'll see like his switch up game because like he has like songs like professional rapper and then like saved up money saved up money is so funny but it's like serious he's like talking about how these other rappers stunt but he doesn't stunt because he doesn't have money for that he's making his money and he's saving his money but save that money but then he'll make a serious song like Molly, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of funny, too, because it's the hardest pill to swallow and it's called Molly. But it's really about his ex-girlfriend who's getting remarried, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, he actually did go to her wedding when she got remarried, when she got married. So that was nuts. But with Panic at the Disco, like he can, you know, go from like professional rappers with Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. So like his his music is like different and varies and I, I, re- I love it so much and then the last one on my list is mac miller mm-hmm. he's been out of the game for a while he just dropped three new songs he's i think that he was good and he was feeling good and he was a little comfortable now him and you know ariana broke up and she's engaged and 
Um, I think that he's going through some hurt, which you never want to hear that, you know, you never want to hear that your favorite rapper is going through some mm-hmm. hurt, but also you're like the little devil on your shoulders, like new music, <laughs> but right about your pains. Yeah. So, but I really, um, I really love like listening. I was listening to his old stuff a couple days ago. Like when I was in the shower, like Kool-Aid and frozen pizza, like it's two minute songs and I hate songs that are less than three minutes. I hate songs that are less than three minutes and 30 seconds usually. But like that song's like two and a half minutes long and I just get into it every time. Or like Donald Trump, that's a good song too. Like Donald Trump. And it like, I just, I don't know. I feel like he's on a completely other plane and I don't think he's, uh, he's got a new sound now. His uh, sound now is a little bit more mellow than it used to be. Than mm-hmm. it, uh, but like he does kind of, he doesn't make jokey songs. But he makes songs that are just about his life and stuff. And then, like, Missed Calls, that was such a serious song. Like, I used to listen to that song sometimes, and it would just, like, put you in a funk a little bit. Because mm-hmm. you're like, wow, he's hurting a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's my list. Well, see, you were talking about how Lil Dicky, he can go from, he has all these different sounds. And I feel the same with Post Malone. Yeah. That's yeah. why I want them both to be a pussy first. I do too. Oh, I really, that would be Because dope. I feel like they both have this such great range of what yeah. they can do. Like, I would love yeah. to see collabor- a collab between Lil Dicky and Post Malone. I would too. And I feel like, I feel like Post Malone may be starting to venture into like, I think he's going to end up doing country music. Oh, well, that's what he wanted to do in the first yeah. place. So I do feel like, well, if even if he doesn't just switch genres this country he will have a country album eventually. oh absolutely absolutely i feel like i feel like i think that maybe i don't want to i don't know this might be his last hip-hop album for a while mm-hmm. i think that his we'll next see. album might be a little poppier um as a transition to country or he might just drop a country album but mm-hmm. i know um regardless i'm looking forward to it because oh, i love too. post malone and his, me too and it's just like he we'll can see. do so much, and he has such yeah. good kind of music. And it's not just like one kind of style. The fact that he can branch out yeah. into multiple different things, and it's always enjoyable. Well, see, like Beer Bongs and Bentleys and Stoney, those were both like mm-hmm. hip hop albums, but he had songs on there that were a little bit more poppy, and um, and he had some other songs that were a little bit slower. So um, we always end up talking about Post Malone at the end. You know what I'm saying? He's a good dude. He's a local dude. He's from Fort Worth, I believe. He went so. to TCC, Tarrant Community College, and he's also in one of their, uh, or at least he was at one point on one of their um, videos for TCC. I mean, you know, that's what we had this week. Sorry, it's it's short, but I mean, man, you know. So we got all that coming up on Wave of the Planet next week. Hopefully, they will have dropped their ciphers so we can go a little bit more in depth on our XXL freshman class of 2018. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.